The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. With us today is our guest, Kenny Adams, the Executive Director of the Fathers Group here in Bend. Kenny, it's nice to have you on board today. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You bet. I'd like to give a little context to our listeners. Why don't you give us some of the high points of your inside story? In uh, June of 2020, when uh, the George Floyd murder happened and we had the large March for Justice in Central Oregon, I joined that march and that's where I was introduced to a lot of the gentlemen in the Fathers Group. And that's actually how I linked up with the Fathers Group and started doing a lot of volunteering. Um, and eventually it brought me to the point where with some of my management skills and, uh, you know, some of my ideas, uh, you know, speaking with a lot of the members of the board, they wanted to hire me on as the executive director. So that's kind of the short, extremely shortly condensed version of point A to point. I, I'd say we're probably at a point M right about now. Yeah. You know, not, not quite Z, but, we, you know, we're, we're getting there. So now we'll get down to the, the real issue. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Fathers Group is? The Fathers Group. Okay, so let's see. Um, I believe it was right around 2018. Um, and again, this is before I met everyone. The Fathers Group formed uh, informally uh, because there was a, a friend of Dave Merritt, who is the president, who was uh, in a bit of crisis with uh, one of his kids. There were some, some issues going on and they didn't really have a support system. So they formed, you know, together and they started, you know, encouraging and, you know, trying to be a support from, uh, you know, from the African American community in Central Oregon, because really there wasn't really one that was essentially established. A group of fathers, uh, black fathers came together and surrounded themselves around this one guy and really started working to try to nurture and help and bring about some, you know, some positivity and some advice and being, just being a shoulder, really. From there, we realized that, hey, a lot of other students are going through some issues in our school system you know, we should really form something more solidified, something more structured. So that's when 501c3 was formed for the Fathers Group. And now with the Fathers Group, there is far more than just, you know, just being that support system, which is still a very integral part to be able to uh, have uh, other people there to uh, be able to lean on if you need to. Um, but, you know, now we do have uh, several different initiatives, which I'm sure we'll talk about today, ranging from after school programs to putting on the Juneteenth celebration for Central Oregon to uh, we have a film series that we're doing this year and which will be continuing on from this year on. Uh, there's several initiatives that we're working on that we're very, very proud of. But really, it's just a thing of helping to learn, educate, grow, cultivate, you know, a really nice foundation for students that may not feel like they do have a support system here in Central Oregon, and we're, we're creating that. I will let our audience know that I attended last Friday night's film, and it was, it was a moving film. It's hard not to walk out of there a little disappointed, but that's the only way things are going to change is by actually finding out what's gone on and is going on currently. Mm-hmm. If I can actually touch on what you just mentioned, the film from this past past Friday night, um, which was Whose Streets, which is a documentary um, that was following um, 
the street protest that happened after uh, Mike Brown uh, was killed. And it was done through the lens of the activists and what they encountered with the community and how they how they really banded together and came together um, along with, uh, you know, the incidents they, that they ran into with uh, the police. And, you know, you, you were speaking about the film series night that we had last Friday. Um, I think that is one of the biggest manifestations of what the Fathers Group is trying to do um, is have community dialogue to have, you know, if you were, you were there, if you remember what was said, it was, okay, so we are having, you know, we have, we watched the movie and then we have the Q&A afterwards. And, you know, we have panelists that were, that are up on stage and, you know, the panelists rotate uh, out uh, with the different movies. But with this, you know, it was, okay, so we're going to have a family dialogue, essentially, you know, a family discussion, you know, because we are really all family here, right? So we're going to sit here and we're going to try to talk and actually have an open discussion to try to break down some of these barriers, some of these misconceptions, some of these things that, you know, you know, the community may have about the black community or the activist community or uh, civil rights or things of that nature. So, well, I mean, and if you remember, you know, not only did we have the fathers group there and we had the audience there, but we also had the chief of police from Redmond and uh, the captain, and they actually ended up fielding some questions as well. And yes, some of the questions were very uncomfortable. Some of the situations in the film and the films that we've watched in the past were a little bit uncomfortable, but we have to be able to move outside of these, uh, outside of these comfort zones to where we've been sitting stagnant for decades where we keep talking about, you know, it'd be great to have some change, but then we don't do anything about it. So we need to actually have these very uncomfortable conversations and have the courage to step out of those comfort zones and actually do the work and actually apply what we're learning instead of just talking about it. So that way we can actually move to a better, more. And do I think that we're going to be in a utopia? No, I don't think we can't achieve that in our current, uh, the current climate. But what we can do is work to educate. So with that, you know, with the after school programs that we're doing with the film series, it gives us the ability to open up that dialogue and have those difficult conversations, because really, at the end of the day, you may end up in a conflict, you may end up fighting and whatever on all this. But at the end of the day, you, you should have done what you should uh, started from the beginning, have a conversation and talk. I, I think one of the real problems that that probably has plagued all of us is the misinformation of mainstream media. We get such small snippets of information that it's hard to put a, a total picture together and really see what is involved in these conflicts. And I think that that's probably the, correct me if I'm wrong, that might be one of the major thrusts of what you're currently trying to do is to get people to see a more comprehensive picture. Yeah, um, see, the, the beautiful part about the era that we live in, again, I'm a tech guy, I've been doing IT for a very long time, and I've seen the, uh, the evolution of how things have done with media and the news. And, you know, before, you know, there, you, you have movies like Anchorman, where they lampoon, you know, old nightly news, where they have these, these structures in, and then, but now, the, the news still has a component, you still have reporters, and you still have people that go out. But really, at the end of the day, and I know I don't I know this is on the radio, so people can't see the visual component. But this is all you need is a phone. You have a phone, you can you can live stream. That's that's the beautiful part about the era that we live in right now is um, you can take something that's happening if you have an audience, if you have a platform, and you can take something that's happening and give a raw view of you know a situation that's happening without any spin, without any uh, you know intention from 
a uh, uh, executive producer or anything like that. And you can actually show what's actually happening uh, from your vantage point. And you don't even have to say anything. You can just film it, let it live stream, and then let the audience see what's going on. So like something that I am incorporating heavily into the father's group and you know, the rest of the board is you know, following suit as well is whenever we have an event, whenever we have, you can go over to the Father's Group's Facebook page or the Instagram and you'll see that there's now, especially since the beginning of the year, a lot of live streaming that's happening whenever we're having an event or if we have the uh, after school program, you know, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll throw Facebook Live on and you'll see kids sitting there doing the drumming class and having a good time just so that people can actually see that, okay, the kids are actually having a good time and th this is what they're doing. All right, sweet. I want to bring my kids to that too. Or with the movie night there, I think I've done it twice. I haven't done it every single night, but you know, I'll go live right before we're about to start get up on stage, show the audience, let everyone see who, you know, who, they, they feel the energy, feel the type of camaraderie because at the end of the day, we're not scary. You know, we, and it's really a thing of we're trying to have good conversations and actually bring people together because ultimately, if you want to talk about the good old days, you know, people would always say, you know, Dad had good stories. Dad would be able to bring people together and, you know, get, get people talking. Well, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to use these new techniques and new technologies to help people see the reality of what it's like to be BIPOC in, in the community, as well as show that, look, we are contributing something good, something nurturing for the people in the community. Absolutely. There were a lot of high points in the movie for me in terms of, of what media did expose, but uh, and I'm going to put in a, a brief plug for KPOV because pictured in that film was Amy Goodman of Democracy Now, and we carry that program, and I think that 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 is uh, you know a hallmark of where we are today. Uh, you need to check your sources. You make need to make sure that what you're hearing and seeing makes sense, and I, I think that that's the aim of what you're doing. I also attended the Juneteenth event, mm. and uh, you know I think a lot of Americans have no idea what Juneteenth is. Can you give us a brief description of what Juneteenth is? Yes. Juneteenth is also known as Celebration Day. This is the day that uh, ultimately the message that was that was carried over that the uh, that slaves were free uh, was delivered June, uh, June 19th. And, uh, you know, this is the celebration day. This is the day where we uh, actually celebrate. All right, fine. We finally have our liberation, you know, and what we're doing with uh, the father's group with Juneteenth. I'm glad you asked this because we uh, we put on June, the Juneteenth celebration for uh, last year. We are in the planning stages for this year coming up. We are very excited. Uh, this year, it's more than just one day. Uh, we're actually having two days for Juneteenth this year. It's going to be instead of a Pioneer Park like we had last year, which was, again, a phenomenal event. Um, you know, a lot of I had a lot of people come up to us and mention how for a first time of uh, first time event, how big it was and how uh, joyous it was and how educational it was uh, for a first event. You know, they were really surprised. Well, they don't know what's coming this year because this year we're not doing it at Pioneer Park. We're doing it at Drake Park. And it's going to be two days, the 18th and the 19th. And we have live entertainment. Like we are literally flying in entertainment from all over the country. We have um, educational tents. Uh, we're going to have uh, recruitment for, um, I, I believe, like the uh, fire, uh, fire station is going to be out there, uh, um, EMTs. I think even Ben uh, PD is going to have 
their own booth out there. It's really going to be a thing to showcase to the community that, look, this is a celebration. This is time for us to come together. This is going to be a very big event. There's going to be a lot of food, a lot of music, a lot of fun. Um, I know one of the big things last year was, oddly enough, face painting. Um, so I think we have like two booths for that set up. We have uh, a really good event planned. It's coming together nicely. We did the walkthrough uh, where everything's going to be at at the park uh, this past weekend. And we're very excited to be able to bring this to Bend again because it's, it's an important event. And also, I also wanted to add on that is the city is actually sponsoring this event this year. Um, the city of Bend is, is sponsoring it and it is being uh, treated just like uh, your Fourth of July parade, or you know, it's, things like that. So there's going to be a nice push because really, we this is something that we should all be celebrating. This is something that we all should get behind. Is not something again. It's not something that's scary. Not something that should be like, uh, well, I, I can't. Uh, you know, that's that's for the African American community. I can't go out there. I, absolutely not. Come out. We want you to bring your friends. We want you to you know come out and have a good time because it's just going to be so so good. This is how you shape children. This is how you, you bring an awareness that we are all the same yeah. and, and, and different too, all at the same time. Well, you know, and, and I'm so happy that these sort of things are starting to come along. Um, you also are involved in some other things. Uh, could you give us a, a, a brief detail about the Deshaun Adderley Scholarship? Yes, um, Deshaun Adderley, um, and want to give a give a trigger warning for uh, anyone listening right now uh, because it, it does speak of suicide. Um, there was a student uh, at Summit High School who uh, was bullied, and you know there there was a lot of uh, racially charged uh, incidents uh, with the student, and it was to the point where he actually ended up committing suicide. Um, and you know this is something that should, could have been prevented. This is something that he could have had a nice support system around him. So ultimately, uh, you know, when we, we uh, spoke with his father, uh, got the blessing from his father, and we created a scholarship fund in his son's name. And with that, uh, last th this last uh, cycle of scholarships, I believe we gave out a little over $10,000 uh, to a, a group of right around, I believe, 13 to 16 students. Um, it's a medium, uh, low to medium barrier uh, scholarship fund, um, but this is for students that need books, that need uh, computer equipment, that need, um, you know, and when they're filling out their application, a lot of the stories that we're getting were, you know, look, my parents already worked two jobs and I know that they're having a hard time because, you know, things have gone up in price around here. So uh, they're wanting to be able to take some of that burden off of their parents. So these are very, very mature kids that are really just trying to uh, get the equipment that they need to succeed. And we have the ability to be able to help provide that. So being like good fathers, we want to be able to help bring about that education. So we were able to, you know, we put that together and we have our next cycle coming up, I believe later on this year. Very excited about that as well. Excellent. Yeah. I was going to say anything that, that furthers education, in my opinion, is well worth the cost, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. The, the one talking point that uh, I've avoided up to now, because I'm a little afraid to uh, take a crack at pronouncing it, the after school program, Ujima. Yes. yes. Ujima. Okay. So Ujima, that is, um, that is a Swahili word. Um, Ujima means collective work. What Ujima, the Ujima after school program, we actually had our educational subcommittee meeting uh, earlier today. 
um, to talk about the next semester. We're very excited. We have some amazing things planned. Um, this is our, the semester that we're in right now is our second semester doing it. Um, and we've had teaching Swahili classes, which I actually helped uh, teach that class. Um, we have um, music production where the president of the father's group, he taught uh, like uh, writing lyrics and, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, tying that to music. Uh, we've had health and uh, wellness that talks about uh, taking care of our hair and, you know, skin care and, you know, my body, my choice. We uh, also went through and um, I'm trying to think of one of the other ones that we had. Uh, oh, coming up this week, uh, this Wednesday, we have a STEM class that we're doing, which is going to be excellent. Um, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be teaching kids about water filtration and there's going to be a lot of hands-on with that. So these are things that we're doing after school there. It's every Wednesday, whenever we have the semester, um, and I think it's about six weeks in total. And it teaches kids things that they may not get in normal class, in the normal classroom, but it gives them something that's dynamic, something that they talk about afterwards. And it's just really, really fun time. You can check out our Facebook page. There's several videos and pictures from our after school program. I highly encourage if you have kids in the Benton school system to bring them on out. Very cool. I, you know, I can't say enough that we can't just rely on schools. And it's great to see a group like you guys that show added interest and, and make things more uh, available to kids that might ordinarily not have, you know, be subjected to this type of information. And it's so vitally important as we move forward. It helps us learn. It helps the kids learn as well. Uh, and it, give, it may spark an interest uh, in kids to where they might go in a trajectory that they may not have thought about before, or it may expose them to things that, and concepts and ideas that they uh, may not have been exposed to at home. But there are also a lot of African-American children that are adopted into white families that they may not have access to learning about their lineage and their culture and things, things of those natures. So we are really trying to help bring that about. We are really trying to help connect people. And, you know, and this isn't just for African-American kids and students. You know, we have, we have a wide mix of students that come to the school program and afterwards, you know, we see them excited and they're talking and they're enjoying the time with, with the other students that are there. And then the parents come to pick them up and the parents are like, my kid, my kid won't just won't stop talking about this program. Can I bring some other kids? And we're like, please bring them on because the kids are having a good time. So, right. and they're really engaged too. So that's yeah. really good. That is the definition of beautiful. No question about Thank it. You. Kenny, I, I hate to say it, but I think we're running out of time. Is there any, any final message you'd like to leave? Two things. One, um, want to talk about the uh, upcoming movie night, this, uh, which is the final movie in our Black History Month series for the A Night Out with the Fathers group. Uh, it's going to be Red Tails, which is a so fictional story. They're using actual real people, but they're using uh, it's a fictional story about uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, and then we're also the second thing I want to talk about is, again, reminding everyone about Juneteenth. And that is coming up. You'll be seeing more about that here in the news and from our Facebook page and our website. But also, again, when it comes to the movie night, you can check out our website, thefathersgroup.org. And if you go there and uh, go under initiatives, you'll see events. You can go ahead and click that and you'll be able to, if you want to pick up tickets, we would love to have you out. We have a Q&A plan that's going to be dynamic. And um, it's also going to be really good food. Uh, I just want to give you guys a little teaser. The food, uh, because we also do home-cooked meals during these movie events. I believe we're going to be doing uh, carne asada in soft taco shells and 
everyone raves about the food. We have really amazing cooks. So I really hope you guys come out and enjoy that as well. Well, Kenny, I want to thank you once again for being on the show today. And we look forward to talking more in the future. Thanks thank you. Again. I look forward to coming back. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.